Hey, it's been a while. Um, not quite sure where I should start this one, but um, let me get right into the intro and I'll tell you kind of what's been going on. So. So for anyone new here, you probably don't know too much about me or kind of what I do or what I talk about mostly, but um, it's mostly a self-development podcast. And I, if you, if you look at my last episode posted, um, I want to say it was sometime in October, so yeah where have I been and um, just as a preface this is going to be like a very unedited and kind of raw uh, audio I guess Um, that's how most of my episodes are and have been recently at least Um, I just think it makes it more authentic and I don't I don't want to be jumping around and skipping around like having unnatural pauses I don't think that's it's not as good of a listening experience and um yeah let me stop rambling on because that is the only downside of um not editing clips but yeah let me get right into what I'm going to talk about so in the month about that I've been gone um I just checked my last posted episode was early November. So in the month that I've been gone, um, I've really looked inwards on myself. And as much as I love to give other people advice, I can't do that if I'm not feeling my best. And if I don't have everything together in my own head. So I really wanted to it was kind of like a just unplanned break that I didn't know I needed until it kind of just happened. That's why, sorry, it was kind of unannounced, but yeah. So that's kind of what I've been, um, what it started out as just like, I just needed a couple of days off and I need to get my head straight. Um, it's not, I guess it's not anything like a major, um, like mental health crisis, nothing like that. It's, it's nothing where it's, um, too severe or nothing that I haven't been through before, but I wanted to be able to gather myself and think about different angles that I want to talk about, but, and also honestly fix, um, how I'm talking about certain things and, make the podcast episode eh, can't talk um make the podcast episodes more of a almost like a conversation that you're sort of a part of as a listener um i know that doesn't make sense because you can't talk back to me but it's kind of like i'm i, I want it to feel comfortable and I don't want it to be like I'm talking down upon you 
um, and throwing all this information at you. I really want it to be like I'm talking through issues and you can kind of take something from it instead of me telling you what to take from it, basically. And everything that I have still up um, in my previous episodes, like one through nine, I'm pretty sure, um, those are all still great resources. First one's not so much because I was sick and my voice sounds terrible, but hey, the content the content is still pretty good. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely wanted to change a little bit of the angle where I'm coming from. Um, and nothing to say that giving you straightforward advice is a bad thing or anything. I think honestly, if I could do that for every one of you, I would. But there's so many different independent variables that I can't really control and everyone's different that I don't want to make it some foolproof plan for everyone. Um, and by the way, uh, if you're, again, if you're new and you don't know exactly what, I, what I've been talking about before, um, I, or my background actually, um, I went through a lot of um, mental health struggles before um, in years past, mostly with just like self-confidence issues and stuff like that. So I have been through a lot of improvement strategies and built my own improvement strategies just based off of everything that I've um, researched before. So that's kind of what I was going for in the first couple episodes. Um, and I had to take a moment, take a step back and realize that not everyone is the same, but instead of giving you actionable things that you can kind of do and telling you what to do, as I was saying, um, giving you my experiences and my thoughts on certain things so that you can take your own just overall knowledge, I guess, from what I'm talking about and make your own conclusions. Um, or not make your own conclusions. I'll give you a little bit more than that to go on, but um, still do what is best for you because I can't, I don't know each and every one of you individually. Um, of course, uh, but you know yourself better than anyone else will. And I think giving you the power to start and start your own journey, um, really no one else can make that decision except for you. So giving you the tools to be able to do that and then work on, cause me telling you something that you can do is not like you can listen to it sure but if you don't actually take those steps to really just better yourself and um do it intrinsically is what i'm trying to say so like from your own motivation i sure i can give you motivation and i know plenty of motivational speakers that are amazing with that but what i'm trying to hammer home here is that if you don't do it nobody will for you so I was kind of thinking about that over the entire time I was taking a break and was thinking, how can I use what I've learned recently, especially, 
to almost engineer better results for you guys. And while I can't guarantee anything, I can say that I personally have completely changed and changed for the better for sure based off of basically my own plans and strategies that I've made for myself. And I want you to be able to think about that instead of adopt my strategies that I used on myself. Because let's be honest, as I was saying, everyone's different. Um, Your plans are the only ones that are going to work for you. And I can't really tell you what will make you motivated to work on yourself. Um, So with that being said, I'm going to get into a little bit of what I found, what I learned, things that I took away from all the time off that I had, and share with you kind of takeaways that I made myself, and also how I got to those takeaways as well. So here's a series of three takeaways that I found. Number one, comparison is the thief of joy. Oddly enough, I actually found this quote on a YouTube short. Um, So very interesting place to find that because I don't know how you would describe YouTube as, but I think it's kind of a social media platform, especially now with the shorts added feature, it almost turns it into like there's a TikTok spot on YouTube. Um, But anyway, uh, I found this quote that really stuck with me and it is, I'll say it again, comparison is the thief of joy. Let me launch into a question here. Um, I know I can't hear your answers, but do you have social media? Which social media apps do you have? And which ones do you spend your most time on? Okay, do you have your answer? If not, you can pause the video or go back, whatever you feel. But I personally was on Instagram a lot and um, also TikTok. Um, Definitely those two I use the most. Um, Instagram for me, so I had like a, I'm a big fan of the, the NFL team, the New Orleans Saints, and I had a an Instagram page that I used to run and make edits, and I it was really good. I like I loved it. Um, I got into graphic design through that, and it really helped me just explore my creativity and journalism and kind of just everything. It was just like a great pastime hobby. I even got a sponsorship from the account. Um, so just a great overall time, but obviously with social media, there's pluses and minuses and well, I had a lot of highs throughout my, I guess, fan page career, you could call it. It wasn't all positive. Um, 
a lot of the time, whether I liked it or not, I would look at other accounts that had a similar goal, which was to report news or report trades or just posts about their favorite team. And I would always compare myself to those pages, basically. Um, I could never stop thinking about, oh, well, this person has more followers than me. I really get to need to get my numbers up. What can I do? And those are not bad questions, especially for someone who's trying to grow a page, um, like for, from a either business perspective or just get the name out there. Um, it's not terrible. Uh, definitely like social media strategy, marketing strategies are huge today. And, um, I mean, I'm even doing it through Facebook. So yeah, so it's it's not bad depending on how you use it, but I want to get into comparing yourself to other accounts, as I just said. Um, so I would always look at the follower counts and um, which per which page I guess had the best designs and see what I could take from them. Not literally, obviously. I I, I did a lot of. Um, very unique designs, so I, I didn't really take too much inspiration from other people, but it was a lot of times like comparing my style to theirs and seeing which one was better and putting way too much stock into if their designs were better, what followers or how many more followers that they had, um, how much engagement they had on their posts compared to mine, and how many people they had kind of just were working with or if they had sponsorships or whatnot that was always in my mind constantly throughout um i ran my page for about two years or maybe two and a half um but that was constantly through like, running through my mind at all times and i didn't really perceive it as a bad thing at the time um because I thought, hey, I'm just trying to grow my page. Um, it's a natural thing to think about. But what I didn't realize is that I was devaluing my own page by looking up to certain uh, certain pages that I really deemed as, oh, these people are so much better than me. Or this person has an amazing design style. I wish I could just have a little bit of what they have talent wise or this person's posting garbage, but they're still getting a ton of followers from it. Like, how is that fair? And well, that does happen. And with the rise of TikTok, I mean, need I say more of posting garbage content with insane engagement, but that's a entirely different discussion um but yeah it was really just like i didn't think it was my set my guard wasn't too far up like thinking that was a bad thing um but now looking back at it it really just was not a healthy behavior that a 16 to 18 year old should have um and i can definitely attest that a ton of eating disorders or body dysmorphia or just general consciousness of 
being overweight or underweight, um, those are all things that probably are subconsciously from social media and just being saturated with these people that won the genetic jackpot, basically, or the genetic lottery, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so you're just constantly looking at these people that are, you can't even find them on a normal basis. You're just, you don't even know how they showed up or if they were made in a lab or if they exist. They're just there and you really can't help but compare yourself to it. As much as you want to stop and you say, hey, good for that person, let's move on. It's almost like a nagging thought that comes back and says, oh, I wish I could be a little bit more like them. I wish I had that feature or that feature from their face or they're so lucky that they have, I don't know, green eyes or they have perfect teeth or are super tall, whatever. It's just a constant comparison tool. Even on TikTok, you see these almost just genetically modified human beings to look almost perfect in every aspect and you're almost thinking like well why couldn't i get some of those genes like why why did they have to get the perfect hair teeth whatever um but it's just everywhere it's just saturated with perfect human beings and really it starts to play with your reality because especially in the dating world you start to think, well, this person's, you know, like, this person that I met is really nice, they're, they're pretty cute, whatever, um, but they're not what I see online, and you always feel like you have something better waiting for you, and this is going into, I saw a video recently, um, by Strawberry Park, which is a second channel of a major YouTube channel called Love Live Serve. Um, they have they have great videos, but um, they were talking about the same thing recently about how social media and having all of these really good looking people online, how it can play with your standards and play with what you perceive to be almost like you think there's always something better waiting out there for you and you're less likely to settle down with someone or you're less likely to form a meaningful relationship because you're always comparing either yourself or someone you meet to a person that you see online. And this is actually one of my major talking points for deleting social medias, but you can do what you want with this information. I'm not pressuring you to do anything, but I would definitely highly recommend deleting social medias or at least going on a cleanse and see how that works out for you. Because as good as social media can be, it really just, it's the worst comparison tool. And it can lead to so many just really harmful things that the minuses really just outweigh the pluses. But that's a different discussion. I have a, a podcast episode about that. It's called The Social Media Sitch. Um, 
it's before this one but you can check that out if you want but I will move on to my second point so my second takeaway is to always retain your self-worth so no matter what situation you're in always know when your self-respect has been devalued by someone else or know your boundaries of okay i'm not going beyond this point because i respect myself too much to basically let this slide or just in a general sense to keep going on like this and keep devaluing my self-worth so there's definitely a threshold where you have to say okay this is not worth my time because i'm worth more than this basically essentially what i'm saying is know your worth and honestly i'm mostly saying this in the setting of respecting yourself instead of other people disrespecting you that still is something that i'm going to cover a bit later but i want to seriously talk about people almost devaluing themselves and losing touch with their own identity and i've seen it really a thousand times over um and it mostly has come from the pandemic um as sad as that is but it's especially most prevalent in young or i guess young adult men and i hate to say the word but the word simp is what mostly will come to mind in uh, this kind of discussion and honestly that is kind of the best way to describe it because everyone knows what that is now um but yeah especially you can see in i'm sure a lot of you tuning in um know what only fans is um that's really just like it's it's so sad to see the insane numbers that are being produced by OnlyFans and the amount that creators are earning because of these guys that just they really I hate to say it but they really just don't value themselves and don't respect themselves as they should and after a while of doing that you almost start to lose touch with reality and you can spiral into a multitude of different mental health problems and the alarming part of it is a lot of people don't really perceive it as a problem and continue to almost brainwash themselves into oh i gotta send this creator money that so that she knows that i'm her biggest fan and so that she'll recognize me and give me just the smallest little bit of attention and when in actuality like they're not even talking to the person that they think they are but they're just craving that little bit of attention from that creator because it i'm I'm just at a loss for words from it honestly um it's just really frustrating sad disappointing all those words would really accurately describe the state of a lot of young adult men and even honestly even like regular adult men like fully grown adult men that are paying for i know this is a partly different discussion but that are paying for services like OnlyFans. 
and it just it's something that as a human you have to know just when to say nope this is the threshold i'm not letting anyone bring me down a level basically and bring my self-confidence and my self-worth down and stooping low to that level and the people that pay for this kind of stuff if you ever see them in social interactions i know just from watching like youtube video compilations whatever about like again i hate to use this word but guys simping for girls and it's just like you just you look at it and you just feel sad you just feel like i like you're doing it to yourself and you may not know it but you just have to you have to it has to change like these guys will let a girl walk all over them and agree with everything she says and spend a ton of money on them and if she cheats on him in a relationship he won't even say anything and honestly the girl will get mad at him for some reason for uh even being inquisitive about her other partner that she's cheating on him with and then just not say anything at all and take that disrespect and just keep going in the relationship like nothing happened or on a date if like i've seen compilations of just women like violating a, a guy just like i don't know just insulting them really rudely but they'll just still want that attention and really they they think that any attention is good like even degradation like literally someone people this is a different discussion but people will literally pay for a girl to like degrade them and i've i've heard it multiple times from youtubers and just like from people like um I don't have anyone like a friend personally that's an OnlyFans creator, but from YouTubers that do like, uh, I guess, interviews with the creators, I guess, um, they, they say that most of the things are like people asking to be degraded and paying for it. And it's just like, I, I just don't get it. And those kind of people are the ones that get defensive over you calling them out for um, really just not having a spine, for lack of a better term. Um, And if you've gotten to this point in the episode and you feel like you may resonate with some of the things that I was describing a bit, um, I at least applaud you for listening through it and... I hope that you take away retaining your self-worth and knowing your worth um, and making some serious changes on yourself because that's really the only way that you can get back to being self-confident and being the best version of you that you can be. But you have to put in the work. That is the non-negotiable. I'm not really going to sugarcoat things as much as I have in the past. Because this self-development journey really isn't for everyone. You have to put in 
a lot of hours. You have to put in a lot of work and a lot of time really thinking about it. You just have to be very dedicated to it. And that isn't going to be for everyone. There's going to be a lot of people that are lost in it. And I'm really hoping that I can help you to definitely stay on the track of self-improvement if you are or start your journey if you haven't yet um, and make a dedicated effort to really try to get better Um, but it's not going to happen as I said if you don't put in the effort yourself I can tell you all these things and you can listen and say oh yeah that's a good point then click off go to a different video or different podcasts or whatever but if you don't put these things into action they'll never move and that's why I'm saying that I'm not going to sugarcoat anything this is just straight up you either put in the time and the effort or you don't and I may lose a couple people here and may get some people that click angrily off this podcast episode or just any future ones but I want you to know that I'm doing this because I genuinely care about shaping you into the best version of yourself. And I know I obviously don't know you personally, and even though it won't be possible to meet all of you individually, um, I really do hope that it turns out for you and that you can use what I'm saying to become stronger and especially mentally and physically also, and even financially, actually. Um, Just really upping your overall value. So I'm only being this harsh because I want you to succeed, and I care about you. So with that being said, I'll move into my third point now. So my third takeaway is that sometimes you just need a self-date. And this is sort of piggybacking off of the last discussion of knowing your worth and retaining your self-worth. But self-love is extremely important. And what is a self-date, you may be asking? Or maybe not, because it's kind of in the word. But just to clarify it, it's you're basically just taking yourself out solo on something that you may do on a date but just doing it yourself. And whether you initially were planning on it being a self-date or maybe you weren't, either way, still a great thing. And that first situation actually has a story that kind of goes along with it. So, yeah, let me get into that. So over this little break I took, I thought, why not give a shot to the old dating game again? And, you know, just survey the field and see how it goes. And maybe you've used the clues in my tone to see that that didn't exactly work out as I planned. Um, So, yeah, I've had a bit of a track record of girls just randomly flaking on dates, like at the last moment. And I've kind of thought about it, like, what could I do better? Um, How could I 
improve like communication and just the overall interactions and like kind of look back at it and look at it almost like play by play and analytically like what could I have done better here but either way shit happens and you learn from it you move on but this one in particular I was like you know what let me turn a negative into a positive I mean why not so I'll give you a little bit of the backstory. Um, me and this one girl had been talking for a bit, I would say, a um, couple weeks, and there hadn't really been an opportune time to meet since we were in different places. So I finally was in the same place, and I was like, you know what, let's meet up. And I, I'd already been kind of hinting that from before. So it seemed like, you know what, like nothing was really off and everything was flowing smoothly and when it came time for the date guess who didn't show up yeah so that was a little bit obviously just demoralizing because I didn't know what I'd done wrong and as I said before the track record and almost like a streak of people who have flaked. Um, really not the best thing, but as you can tell by my tone, I'm kind of indifferent from it because I don't need a date right now. I can really just exist by myself and live perfectly fine for right now at least. Um, that'll probably change eventually, but for right now at least, my self-worth is intact um i've done a lot of work on that my just overall happiness and attitude have been really good from just putting in countless really months of work of seeing how i could be better being alone and be better with my own thoughts and really just putting in a ton of work on being okay by myself and not needing really anyone else right now and like as as you know as much as that sounds like oh i'm too high and mighty for the dating game no it's more just like i've worked on self-love and self-acceptance so much that i'm at a point where i'm really comfortable with myself and i don't per se need someone to assure me of my self-worth or make me feel comfortable because I already have those things because I've worked on it so hard. So anyways, back to the story. Um, I had texted her to confirm that we were still meeting at the same time, same spot, and about 30 minutes before she was like, yeah, I'll let you know. And I was like, oh, Okay, that's interesting. I'll just wait for a response, I guess. Why not? Um, An hour or two later, I was like, okay. Maybe it was like an hour later. I was like, yeah, this probably isn't happening. So I was like, you know what? Um, Let me just game plan for the next time. And then I thought again. I was like, I was really looking forward to this night. And I can't really tell... Obviously, like, I was looking forward to 
sharing an experience with someone and going out and doing all that with someone. But also, I really just wanted to have a fun time on the date. And having fun was one of my main objectives for it. So I was like, you know what? Why not take myself on a date and go to the place that I was going to go to and do all the things that I was going to do just by myself, just do a little self-date. So that's exactly what I did. I drove 30 minutes down to where I was going to go and I had some really good music playing. I was jamming out in the car. I felt really good. Um, And not in like a hateful way or in like a oh I'm too good for this girl right now or like oh I'm better off without her it was more of like a I'm just feeling good myself like it would have been nice to have someone else here but I'm good just doing this by myself um and I don't want like the self-date experience especially if it's in the same kind of situation as me I don't want it to be like I'm having fun in spite of you. Like, I'm having fun because you're not here. Or, look at me, I don't need you. And it's more just like you're attaching your identity more to her and you're letting her kind of live rent-free in your head. I'm sure a lot of you get that reference if you're younger. But if not, basically... She's just taking up a lot of space in your head and you're still thinking about her. When instead, you should just be thinking about the fun night that you're going to be having. So I went on this date. Um, I was originally honestly only planning on going there with her for probably maybe an hour or two. Um, Maybe longer, I don't know. But I stayed there for probably three to four hours because I was just having an amazing time. And I sat down um, at this really cool spot that had, like, an amazing... It was at night. It had this amazing, like, field and just great scenery around it. Like, everything was just amazing. Couldn't have gone better. And towards the end, around when I was planning to go back, I was thinking, where would I have been if I just let this ruin my night? And said, you know what, I'm giving up on the dating game, I'm going to go basically stuff my head in a pillow and, you know, just let let my emotions take over. (laughs) Or worse, if I did something really unhealthy and channeled my anger into something, like, just awful. I know a lot of people that if they can't handle rejection, they just channel their anger into something really terrible and... Honestly, sometimes that's how you get some of these shootings. It's just people not knowing where to put their anger. And I know that's a completely different topic, but um, it's still just something that being able to handle a negative situation and instead of turning it into fuel for, oh, well, my life sucks, like, this is nothing new, I've been used to this, and it's never going to get better, just saying, you know what, this situation didn't go my way, but it's not the end of the world, let me channel this into something more positive, or something that'll make me feel happier, at the very least, get my mind off of this situation, 
Um, and mostly here I'm talking about like the dating game. Um, or like if, if someone flakes on a date or is not, I don't know, keeping up their end of a talking stage or their end of a relationship, whatever it may be. Um, just not knowing how to face an adverse situation like that and turn it into something with a more positive spin on it. And also, this is very key, making sure that you don't blow the problem out of proportion. Because as much as a someone flaking on a date, yeah, that it does suck, especially if you were like really planning this out and you really wanted to make it perfect. Like I'd been thinking about it for a while and I was looking forward to it for sure. But I didn't let it ruin my night and I still had a lot of fun and yeah maybe that bridge is burned um and I may not get to have that date back or like go on another date with that person but I'm perfectly fine knowing that and I've accepted it and I've moved on and I'm on to bigger and better things now and actually, I want to do a little recap using this situation and using what my takeaway was in point two, um, knowing your self-worth. Don't let, if someone flakes on a date like this, and I'm not talking about like if, if they have an emergency or something and like it's something that just could not have been predicted, then I'm not talking about that, but it's more just like, someone gives you their word that they're going on the date and then just either doesn't show or when it comes time to confirm something, they just go dark and ghost and something like that. At that point, someone is disrespecting and devaluing your time and they don't think that your time is as important as their time. And while they're not saying that, and maybe they didn't mean it, that's just the underlying message of someone flaking on it or saying, oh, I forgot, or oh, I was busy, or I got caught up in something, and whatever. Especially if they had known about the date for a while, and they still missed it because they said, oh, I had something came up, or just honestly, or just cut all communication. Like, obviously, that that's that goes without say, really. But if they're still giving you attention and like saying oh well i really just got caught up um definitely don't take that lightly because as i said before they don't value your time as much and it could be a very clear indication that maybe i don't pursue this one and maybe i take my talents elsewhere um, is probably the best way to describe it, or like maybe my energy is best suited on another woman or really just anywhere. And definitely try to make them feel comfortable beforehand um, going into the date because I know a lot of times flaking um, can definitely be because they're not comfortable with you or they just maybe feel like doing something like if they if they 
blow the date off to uh, go with go hang out with their friends or something like that. Then um, they're just doing it because it's more natural and it's more comfortable to them, and they don't they maybe don't want to stretch far outside of their comfort zone. Um, so maybe bridging that gap and making them feel comfortable beforehand is really good strategies just to make sure it doesn't happen. But if you've done all of that and it does, then yeah, definitely, definitely ask kind of what's up and you don't have to make it like an ultimatum, but you can just basically convey to them that your time is more important than how they value it. And if they don't see the same way, then it's not going to work out. And you don't have to say that literally. Um, You can just ask like why they didn't show or why they cut off communication or maybe if you want some closure. Um, But just retain your self-worth and definitely don't let anyone walk on you. And that goes for not just for dating, but for other people too just in general um but that is probably going to be it for the episode today i hope you learned a lot again sorry for the unexcused break um but i really learned a lot from it and i'm really excited to share everything that i've learned and hopefully help you get to where you want to be in life and start your self-development journey become the best version of yourself. And just remember, none of this works unless you put in the effort. That'll be all for me today. I hope you guys have a really good rest of your week, weekend, whatever you're watching this on. But I am out. See you in the next one.